0: welcome back to the spartan pride podcast jonathan shop here on the fans first sports network joining you today to talk about the opening game of the 2013 season western michigan friday night of labor day weekend a nice mark hollis inspired michigan state tradition that took a little break but we're excited that it's going to come back and hopefully stay for good later this year to start your Labor Day weekend. Now, between now and then, and if you're joining us later, if you're picking it up somewhere in the summer or even in the fall, we are taking a complete look back at all things 2013. Michigan State, of course, 13 and one, Big 10 champions, Rose Bowl champions, third ranked team of Mark D'Antonio, the highest ranked team Michigan State's had, since the glory days of the 60s when the sport was different, the ranking system was different, etc. So, so far we've looked back via the outlook moving forward off season, going from 12 to 13. The outlook moving forward is on the substack as well for the start of fall camp. And in that edition, we focused very specifically on the receivers for one very important reason they were going to have some work to do. You know, nothing disappointed 2012 for Michigan State, like the offense. It really did all start up front. The problems were most evident on the offensive line, as we have discussed. There were some quarterback up and downs, but to be honest with you, there are probably more ups than downs when you look at what happened at Boise State, Indiana, Wisconsin in overtime, and then of course, although a different quarterback, Connor Cook in the Wild Wings Bowl out there way late at night, there was that comeback too. So quarterback wasn't really the problem. The problem was the offensive line, depth, injuries. And the problem was a lot of receivers dropped a lot of balls. So when you look at that article, we talked real specifically about what kind of talent Michigan State had and what they needed to do to really advance and take the next step from a team that somehow ended up 7-6. and six. Looking back, you see 10 wins of talent or more to a team that goes 13-1. and one. There was a lot expected of Michigan State football in 2013. There was a lot expected in terms of improvement. We knew the offense had to come out much better than it was in 2012. We knew the Spartan special teams had to get back to normal. We did not think there was a lack of desire at Michigan State. There was no question there was not a talent deficiency. And certainly the defense was already getting reputation to be one of the best in the country because it was. So as we started 2013, with the outlook moving forward for Western Michigan, hopes were high that Michigan State would come out flying on that Labor Day Friday night. I don't know if you remember what happened. It did not exactly go that way. We're going to talk about it next right here on the Spartan Pride podcast, Fans First Sports Network. Welcome back, Jonathan Shop, Spartan Pride podcast talking 2013, the outlook moving forward, Western Michigan. That was Michigan State's opening game in 2013 lot of expectations for that game to come out and swing a little bit. In the article, if you check out the, the sub-stack, you check out reading a 10-year-old article, the outlook moving forward, you're going to see that we were looking for some real deal, explosive plays right out of the gate. You know, this was the first year Michigan State went with co-coordinators, Jim Bowman and Dave Warner. Jim Bowman, of course, had an NFL history, had an extensive college history before then, including time with Martinion Antonio and Nick Saban in the middle, late nineties. Dave Warner had been on staff since Mark D'Antonio arrived late in 2006 to Michigan state football. He actually remained on staff, as you all know, the whole way through. This was the first shot at Um, co-coordinators. I don't think we knew exactly what to expect right now. If you look around college football, there are some co-coordinators. There are more obviously assistants and coaches than ever, The jury's still out a little bit on the co-coordinator thing. Uh, At Michigan State, the responsibilities seemed to be carved up pretty well. But we weren't sure what was going to evolve out of it. And it did not start well. It really didn't start well, you know. Michigan State only wins 26-13 to 13 against Western and is left with a lot more questions and answers, including on the offensive side of the ball. If you remember, as we see this article, look at it, it's like, are you really serious? Riley Bulla is maybe going to take runs for Michigan State at tailback. It's funny to look at it now because Riley Bulla, of course, goes on to play very well at Michigan State. as a linebacker, plays in the NFL for a while, gets some hard knocks fame. If you remember when he was down in Tampa, And didn't really carry the ball very much. So it is amazing how far the 2013 team came, and they really didn't jump out of the gate at all. On the offensive side of the ball, 26-13 left a lot of questions. What we were looking for was an explosive game, really unlike a lot of the D'Antonio openers, except the very first game he ever coached at Michigan State. Some of us were in that crowd and saw Michigan State score on six consecutive possessions, touchdowns six times in a row. That's the kind of dream opener you're looking for. Of course, that's what you want in 2013. That's what you want in 2023. That's what you want pretty much forever for your ball club. It was not meant to be. So as we looked ahead to the Western game, it was not lost upon us that we don't know who the quarterback's going to be looking for something from Maxwell uh, trying to get an idea of who else might play because there's a new quarterback coach as well and nothing really went very well it simply didn't go too well and Michigan State is left at the end of the Western game to wonder is this going to go south from here or is it possible this offense is going to get better you are listening to the Spartan Pride podcast on the fans first sports network It's Jonathan Schopp. Welcome back, Spartan Pride Podcast. Talking of the outlook moving forward, 2013, we are looking ahead to the first week of the year, Western Michigan. The defense was expected to dominate. The defense, uh, you know, I talked about in that article just how far things had come. One of the very best performances in Spartan Stadium history was a guy named CJ Bechet of Northwestern in 2007. If you remember that game, it went to overtime. And C.J. Bechet looked like John Elway and Joe Montana combined. He had 520 yards of passing. He passed for five touchdowns. It was beyond belief how good he looked. And that kind of sent some fans on a head-scratcher if, if Pat Narduzzi was the guy to, to coordinate their defense. Uh, yeah, he was. <laughs> and by this time, we knew that he was. And thankfully, his defense showed up that first week And and... Just kept things in check. Uh, Western scored 13. That was a horrible Western Michigan team. They won one game by one point. P.J. Fleck, an important year for him, a year that he remembers his worst year as a coach. But this was not a good open for Michigan State. Uh, In many ways, the defense was okay. Um, The offense was not. And the special teams was searching special teams was without a doubt searching one of the guys we pointed to though in that article was marcus rush and it's funny his name hasn't come up yet because that's kind of the way it was for his entire career marcus rush is a fantastic college football player played in the nfl as well he was a humongous benefit to Redshirt a year and he was a fantastic player pretty much from the start i think he was a, a freshman all big 10 and he went on to be a really significant contributor. And later in 2013, his play just continues to get better and better. Uh, One of the all-time D'Antonio Spartans, if you will, Marcus Rush. Very difficult guy to beat. Very difficult guy to work around. A really fine defensive lineman. The special teams was, you got to remember, really up in the air. There was thought that Mike Sadler would do everything. There's always stress and attention on the kicking game at Michigan State. As the year would go on, we would see quite a... uh, a shakeout as far as who was kicking off and who was kicking field goals. The first game, you couldn't really tell much at all. Really was not very pretty. So the 2013 team did not get off to a good start. You saw on the calendar, this team's got to come together and get in shape before going to South Bend. After the opening day, Friday night of Labor Day, clunker at 26-13, was concerned. And it was not without a warning or focus on it ahead of time. There was an effort and a mention by me of not wanting to see any more kind of trestle ball play from Michigan State where traditionally Mark D'Antonio might not reveal or do very much in the first games of the year, just get over the hump and um, essentially do what they had to do, just enough to win. In fact, that's kind of what a lot of 2013 was especially early on Ironic enough, turned out that worked out okay. Turned out that worked out just fine. There were no signs after a week that Michigan State was going to go 13-1. and There were no signs they were going to have a shot to win the Big Ten, let alone the Rose Bowl or finish anywhere near the top 20, let alone the top three. That's why this is going to be a fun ride to take. I hope you're enjoying it. If you want to look back and read Take a look at the Spartan Pride Substack; It's all there, including some predictions about 2013, which we're going to look at next before we wrap up this edition of the Spartan Pride podcast here on the Fans First Sports Network. Jonathan Schaap back with you here. Fans First Sports Network Spartan Pride podcast. Looking back at what we were expecting from Michigan State football in 2013 with the opener at Western. Of all the years I covered Michigan State football for Spartan Nation, which there were 13 full seasons, 2013 is actually the one that I covered the closest. The way it broke down, me making a career transition and taking a chunk of time off, I had more time than any other year to cover Michigan State and spend extra time and talk about the good timing of doing that. This was quite a ride. And one thing I did every year, I think, was make Big Ten predictions before the season. It's kind of funny to look at them because I had Ohio State at 11-1, and one, which turned out to be less. If you remember, that Ohio State team was actually 12-2. and two. They went 12-0 and 0 and they lost their last two. Nebraska had over at 10-2, and two, and I think they were a ball club that only won... Nine, um, so we weren't far off there and further down the list because what I would do is the Big Ten teams plus Notre Dame yeah you'll see a note there that I don't think Penn State should have fielded a team that year I still don't think so the right call there was the NCAA to give Penn State the death penalty for two years they did not do it I think it was a mistake thought it was a mistake ten years ago still think it's a mistake today and I thought Notre Dame would eight be eight and four in 2013 i still think they're eight and four today but check your record books that's the year one of the years that all those wins got vacated by some kind of off-field massive scandal that was under-reported underplayed that cost brian kelly all those victories cost him a lot of victories over two years so if you're going to look at brian kelly's career record and his career record at notre dame you got to remember and keep that in mind. Looking ahead at 2013, the opening week, perhaps another thought includes a commendation, a pat on the back to the Big Ten for leading the way in replay. Boy, did they get that right and did lead the way in college football, still hoping they'll lead the way 10 years later and naming an official, an off-field official, who can make specific calls and take care of business. Now, last year we saw a very big improvement in the replay efficiency of the Big Ten and we're getting closer to an off-field official basically being in Chicago or New York, whatever, I think they need to go ahead and pull an off-field official right there on the scene. We also look at, this is so funny when you think about it, John Elway is gone from the Broncos now. But one of the great moves in modern NFL history in the last 15 or 20 years was Elway getting rid of Tim Tebow, recognizing that he had some kind of yip and could not Play quarterback at the NFL level, let alone Super Bowl level, and bringing in Peyton Manning. Everyone knows Peyton Manning finished his career very well at Denver with a Super Bowl, an appearance in another, but they forget that John Elway shuttled Tim Tebow out the door and he did not do a thing in the NFL before that season. Not too shabby. For John Elway, who I believe now is just sitting at home, at least for now, not officially doing any kind of business, general managing, et cetera, the NFL level. You look back 10 years ago at Johnny Manziel, that was a um, really, really hot, fast burn. Um, Came on fast, came on troubled, burned out even quicker. Only thing I remember about Manziel was uh, what a perfect time for him to be at Texas A&M in that system. I thought he looked like he was 30 years old at the time, and uh, I don't know what he's up to or been up to in the last five years or so. Uh, who knows? We wish him the best, but he did have a moment about 10 years back. So uh, the worst, the worst scenario for Michigan State in week one wasn't that far gone. You know, the worst case scenario would have been a loss, of course, to Western. It would have derailed everything. But the Spartans did not look very good. They did not look anywhere near the kind of team they would become in 2013. So between now and the end of August, we're going to look back at these games one by one. We're going to get you teed up for 2023 by looking back at 2013 in detail if you so choose on this here Spartan Pride podcast and on the Spartan Pride Substack. We are talking about the 13 and 1 2013 Michigan State Spartans. We got a lot of cool stuff coming ahead in the weeks and months ahead and this thing is going to wrap itself up probably right in the last day or two of August when we revisit that magical Rose Bowl comeback win that landed the Spartans, a final ranking of third in 2013. Chase it again. A 10-year look back at the 2013 Michigan State Spartans. We're going to do this probably every Friday with a couple extra at the end, right here on the Spartan Pride Podcast on the Fans First Sports Network.